everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again, to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to The Kelly O Show. Today's show is sponsored by Healthy Origins. For over 20 years, Healthy Origins has been providing top quality supplements and I've been a customer of theirs for over two years and am thrilled to be partnering with them so that we can educate you guys on the why behind taking supplements. You guys know this is something I'm very passionate about. You've probably seen me post most commonly about uh, their fiber. I've always been putting that um, in our coffee every morning. I even got my parents taking this. Um, But that certainly is not the only product that they have. They have a fantastic diversity of top quality supplements. We're going to be educating you guys on these in the coming months because um, that is probably one of the top um, type of questions that I get from the audience is, what do I take? Why do I take it? Help me understand supplements and you know the why behind why we take it. So don't you worry, we've got you covered. And also make sure you tune in because later on in the show, we are going to have a coupon code for you that you can use at healthyorigins.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. And I'm gonna say welcome back to myself as well. It has been a little bit of a break I'm sorry I was gone for a while, but you know what the truth is? We got a new puppy. Yeah, we got a new puppy in my house. And I know people warned me. They said getting a new puppy was like getting 10 new newborns in your house. And boy, they weren't kidding. Um, (laughs) I knew knew it was going to be work, but you guys, I had no idea. I've grown up with dogs my whole life, but it's different when your parents are taking care of the puppy versus you taking care of the puppy and you dog owners out there, I have mad respect for you because the past five to six weeks of my life, yeah, let's just say it's been heavily impacted by having this uh, puppy who I adore. It's baby Bijan and you will probably hear him. Actually, you will. Uh, Well, you heard him in the background of uh, 
the interview with uh, Dr. Harper, and you might hear him in the background of this interview with Dr. Anna Kabeca, who I am very pleased to have back on the show. I interviewed Dr. Kabeca about a year and a half ago. I think we determined while we were chatting in the show that I had her on the show in 2020. And what's funny is she's just one of myriad guests that I interviewed previously, well before I uh, decided to go keto and be, well before I've had this amazing uh, keto transformation in my life. So I think it's um, a wonderful opportunity to have folks like this back on the show. She has a brand new book out, but certainly for me, as the person interviewing her, I'm interviewing her with a uniquely different perspective now. I'm looking at everything differently. And um, we were able to talk about some really great things today um, in this show, particularly the topic of weight loss resistance, which I believe my life (laughs) and my history, I am a perfect illustration of that the word is escaping me, but but that idea, that concept, weight loss resistance, like literally that is what I have been living up until basically June of last year when I've had this transformation. So I love that we got to talk about it. We got to talk about why it happens and how keto addresses that perfectly. And again, I am a walking, living, breathing example that, yeah, Keto does attack weight loss resistance in women, and it does it magically. And what a wonderful thing. I'm so thankful that I discovered it and that um, it does do just that. So I am so thrilled to have Dr. Anna Kabeca back on the show. This was a wonderful interview. I have a feeling that we will have her back on for some very specific, more like deep dive conversations in the future. Um, But for right now, this is a two-part episode. Each episode will probably be right around the 20-minute mark. Um, so it'll give you just a, just enough time to, to do a you know quick run through. But again, please note this is a two part episode. Make sure you listen to parts one and two. For right now, sit back and enjoy part one of this two part interview with Dr. Anna Kabeca. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Kelly O Show. I am so thrilled to have Dr. Anna Kabeca back on the show, and I'm thrilled for myriad reasons. Number one, as I said in the intro, she is she's just an amazing, well-respected legend in the space. But I'm particularly excited to have her back on the show because of my experience, um, obviously, with my keto transformation. And it's very interesting for me to have some of these guests back on the show who I had on the show previously when I was interviewing them and I wasn't keto because, you know, I told Anna, I said, you know, everybody that I used to have on the show, whether they were somebody I was interviewing, that's an author or a subject matter expert or somebody who is just, you know, a friend who I know has been keto forever. And it was just working really well for them. I interviewed them because I, I've always wanted to present different points of view and have my audience be able to make, you know, informed decisions. But with me and keto, I just always would, you know, get off the interview and think in the back of my head, I am never going to try this. Like, it's just never going to be my thing. And I think it is so ironic. Obviously, I, probably ironic is not even the best choice of words, but here we are probably a couple of years later, we should look and see when our interview first aired, Anna, but At 2020. 
What is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. I mean, even longer than I thought, certainly pre-COVID. And, you know, all this time later, my whole life has been, I mean, my whole life or, you know, everything that's happened to me is like a testimonial for your books and everything that you stand for, because all of your books, and we're going to link up to all these books, you guys in the show notes, but everything that Dr. Kabeca talks about is keto. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but keto essentially solving hormonal imbalance. And, and I know that more, more, I almost said more better than anybody else, but Welcome to the show, Dr. Anna. I started going off on a long tangent there, but I should just say welcome. Welcome back. I'm so pleased to have you. I am so pleased to be here with you. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm I'm thrilled to have this conversation. And obviously, we will go over for those people who are like, what is Kelly talking about? What is this transformation? What is, uh, you know, what is Dr. Quebeca? What is she talking about? What, you know, we're going to go into all of that. So don't you guys worry. Um, but let's just dive into this subject matter today. We're going to be talking about hormones. We're going to be talking about keto. We're going to be talking about what does, what does keto do for hormones? Um, and on that note, you know what? I mean, I think basically it might be a good idea, Dr. Quebeca, for, for you to start off with maybe sharing uh, an intro about yourself um, for people who, who are not familiar with you. And then I'm going to maybe share a little bit about my transformation. I think it would be good for people to hear about you and your background. Um, tell them about you and, and how you ended up kind of getting to this place, being this expert on keto and hormones um, so that, so that we've got the groundwork for what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, absolutely. I love talking about this because, and not only do I think keto is a good idea for menopause and beyond, I think it's mandatory and it's not just keto, it's keto green. So that's my whole platform. We have to do it the keto green way. And that makes a difference. And I I went through this journey myself and I, you know, um, at one point in my life, I've been well over 240 pounds, really focused on functional nutrition, functional medicine and maintained, got down to a healthy weight and maintained it for, you know, a number of years, then, then 48 hit. And, um, at 48, all of a sudden it was like, well, my patients would come in and complain about, they'd come in and say, Dr. Anna, I'm gaining five, 10, 20 pounds and not doing anything different. And mm. I'd be like, sure, you're not, right? <laughs> How is that possible? Mm. And I would do the workup, thyroid, everything. And then it was true for me. I gained 48, I gained 20 pounds and I hadn't been doing anything different. I'm like, what is going on here? So that took me, and I'd already used like ketogenic type diets and carb restricted diets in my medical practice with my patients. And so I was familiar with them. Plus I have a daughter with seizures. So I was familiar with keto and I started doing it and I felt like, gosh, I'm just hitting a wall. I do not feel good. And I, and it was like, it, it reminded me that when my perimenopausal patients or postmenopausal patients came in, when I put them on keto, they'd be like, Dr. Anna, I feel like I'm hitting a wall. I just don't like how I feel on this. And, um, and I was experiencing that same sensation. I did what I would tell my patients to do. Let's, let's check your urine pH because urine pH is a biomarker for how well you're interacting with your environment. Are you very acidic, stressed? Are you grounded, you know, more alkaline, more mm. uh, in, in our element? 
And so I checked my urine pH, Kelly, and it was as acidic as the urine paper, the urine pH paper read. And that means like, who knows exactly how acidic I was. And certainly from a ketogenic diet tends to be very acidifying on our system, especially in the long term. Now our blood pH isn't going to change because we're going to rob Peter to pay Paul. And that's why you'll hear now, like this is, you know, eight years after I've been talking about this, but now you hear a lot of keto people using mineral salts, mineral salts are alkalinizers. But beyond mm-hmm. that, when I, when I, when I had that very acidic urine pH, I was like, oh my goodness, aha moment, a huge aha moment. So I started adding in the alkalinizers. I used my superfood combo, Mighty Maca Plus. I started taking three scoops a day and adding in like, you know, dark green leafies, beet greens, sprouts, cruciferous vegetables like cauliflower, broccoli, the low carbohydrate alkalinizing vegetables. And that also supports your gut microbiome. Mm. And so all of a sudden I started feeling better. My urine pH started getting better. And I was in ketosis at the same time, which is quite a good combination to get into. It feels amazing. Mm. So it's certainly better than getting into ketosis by itself, getting keto alkaline or keto green. And once I, I, all of a sudden, then I lost, you know, 18 of the 20 pounds I gained within a few weeks and I felt better. My mind was clear. I was more at peace. I was, you know, I had my memory back, the brain fog list lifted, nothing in my external environment had changed, but my physiology and appreciation of it completely had shifted. So that took me on this pilgrimage to, to teach others this, um, this method. And so, yeah, that's been my journey. It's been amazing. You know, it's so funny because you there's, and one of the things I want to ask you as an aside in a second is about perimenopause, menopause, because, because a lot of women who are listening um, and, and it's something that frustrates me to no end as well. And I think just because, because uh, you're, you're an OBGYN, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. OBGYN, um, Emory University trained, Ivory Towered. I'm triple board certified now in integrative medicine and regenerative medicine too. Yeah. So you're basically like everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, always learning. I'm always yeah. learning. This is what you guys have been waiting for. I am so excited to share with you that I have just released my first ever Kelly's Keto Quick Start Cookbook and 30-Day Meal Plan. You guys, I have to keep it real with you. This was not even my idea, seriously. I probably shouldn't admit that, but the truth is I had so many of my fans and followers who were DMing me and literally the same question kept coming in what do I eat on keto to lose weight? Or can you create a 30 day meal plan or a six week meal plan so that essentially I have Kelly Alexa in my back pocket telling me what I can eat to lose weight? Like, can I have you coaching me and telling me like, I want to make sure I'm eating the right thing so that I can lose weight like you did. Everybody wants me to tell them how I lost 35 inches, 30 pounds. Like what was I eating? Well, guess what you guys, This cookbook is stuffed with 50 recipes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And these are essentially my favorite recipes. These are the recipes that I ate and still eat. In fact, we uh, we just made, what did we make uh, last night? We had the um, turkey taco bowl. And Steve said, my husband, he's like, this is literally one of my favorite recipes. He's not even keto, you guys. 
These recipes are so freaking delicious. They're so simple and easy to make. And I think that's what's so, you're gonna find so appealing about this, is not only are the recipes delicious, they're easy to make. They're not gonna require you to have complicated ingredients in your pantry or your refrigerator. And I was thinking about this when I was describing it to someone else. I said, do you know how many paleo and keto cookbooks I've bought at the bookstore over the past however many years and I've not made one recipe? And yet this cookbook, I guarantee you, when you buy it for just $27, you will make every single recipe. You'll become obsessed with it and you will lose weight on it. Bada bing, bada bing. That's all you need to know. So again, these are the recipes that I made every day while I've, while I'm still keto. I don't want to say while I was keto. Um, this is what helped me lose 35 inches and 30 pounds. Everything is delicious. Everything is easy, fast to make, and even your non-keto family members will love it. Go to kellysketocookbook.com. Get your copy now. This price will not be available much longer. It's $27 right now. Eat your heart out, my friends. There are so many women out there who are, and and you know, I mean, you can go into perimenopause and please feel free. I mean, please jump in and correct me if I'm saying something that's erroneous. I mean, I have no problem with you doing that. Um, I I have no ego issues here, but um, there are so many women out there. You, You can go into perimenopause or menopause. I mean, like it doesn't matter. It can be any age, right? Like there's no rule of thumb. It can be 40. It can be 35. It can be 50. Um, but there's so many women who will write to me because, you know, I'm just becoming a loud clanging bell about hormones. And I have been for so long. Cause I'm trying to get women to understand, like, get your blood work done, see a functional medicine doctor, your whole life can change if you address your hormones. But so many women, you know, they're, they're ignoring all of these symptoms and, and like serious symptoms and not recognizing like, this is a, like, like these are like a thousand red flags going on that off, excuse me, that your body is changing. Your hormones are changing. It doesn't have to be this way. Like if you're having hot flashes, loss of sex, sex drive, mood swings, irritability, weight gain, like you said, like serious weight gain without changing anything else. Um, You're losing your hair. You're having adult onset acne. I mean, I could go on and on and on all of these things. And you're like going on Facebook and asking your friends to go, what should I get at Walgreens instead of going to a doctor? You know, some of these women, I don't, I just don't know why. Do you, do you see that a lot, Dr. Quebeca, like women who are self-diagnosing versus thinking like, maybe I'm in perimenopause, maybe I'm in menopause. Why is that not a common thought for women? Well, do we want to believe that's happening to us? (laughs) Maybe, maybe that's it. Is it because it's a dirty word? It's a dirty, it is a dirty word. I mean, seriously, there's nothing beautiful about the word menopause. In in Japan, they use the word konenki, which means second spring. We need to rebrand and disrupt menopause, yep. perimenopause and beyond. And we've also created a stigma around, a stigma around menopause when it's, instead it should be celebration. Look, you know, I, I've had or not had the children that, you know, in my life, like if we've had our children, that's done. Periods, they're done. 
And I'm going to maintain my health and longevity and cognition to appreciate and feel the love and passion that I have, you know, and, and, and that time without all the reproductive hormone uh, clutter (laughs) would be so true. But also I think too, Kelly, that the, um, like that concept of, am I a parent, am I getting old? Like, is this, is this, you know, is this a permanent thing or it could also be, well, this is normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, when you said we need to rebrand that, that's, that's why I'm making sure. So I'm 52. I'm about to turn 53 in a couple of weeks, actually. Is it March 17th? So yeah, I, I, April 2nd. Um, I'll make sure that I make my Amazon wish list public on the show notes for the show for everybody. Um, but my birthday is coming up. So you guys can just all link to, you know, my Amazon wish list. But um, I'm gonna be 53 and I am all the way through menopause. And I make sure I say that all the time because I'm like, we should normalize talking about this and we should normalize people who are in perimenopause or menopause or postmenopause and get people used to seeing women of all ages and going, oh, that's what menopause looks like. You know, and that's, I, I wish somebody, you know how they did those Dove ads and Dove started normalizing different body shapes. They should start doing ads with menopause. Like this is what menopause looks like. This is what post-menopause looks like. This is what perimenopause looks like. Because if we could nor- more normalize the conversation around that, that would be a huge step. Um, so I agree with you, rebranding perimenopause. But to me, you know, for everybody, for, for women listening, um, that is one of the things I will hype about and, and talk about. And I just want to reinforce that here as we move through this conversation, if you're experiencing these symptoms, don't, don't ignore them and don't, and, and tell me if you agree with this as well, because this is maybe where I can segue into my story and my transformation, which is the perfect segue into talking about your new book, which is a piggyback off your last books, your new book, Menu Pause. Um, cause, cause my story perfectly illustrates a phrase you talk about weight loss. I love how you talked about weight loss resistance. Um, But I really think that so many women who are in this phase of life, let's just say age 35 plus age 40 plus, if you will, their hormones are starting to go crazy. They're, they're gaining that weight where they haven't changed anything. Um, it happened to me, you know, you haven't changed your diet, you haven't changed your exercise. So you're not doing anything worse, but suddenly you're gaining weight, or maybe suddenly you can't lose weight. Like you used to, you have these other symptoms too, like your body temperature changes. Maybe you're getting adult acne. Um, you're, you can't fall asleep. Maybe you're, you're hot. Maybe you're having those hot flashes at night, but I think so many women, myself included, we only focus on the weight gain. We ignore all of the other things. And instead of looking at, it's kind of like, we don't, it's seeing the forest for the trees. Instead of going, look at all these things that are happening to me. We just go, I need to diet and exercise harder. And we, we keep pushing and pushing and pushing. We do more cardio, we diet harder, and we're probably doing the wrong diet. I know I did. Um, And we just keep pushing and pushing and pushing, thinking that our body's going to work, work itself into submission. And it doesn't because usually we're, we're pushing ourselves so hard that we're probably jacking our hormones even worse. And of course that's my, my 
old school interpretation of it, you know, jacking our cortisol, whatever. <laughs> but it's true though. It's true. Is it, you know, because, cause I, I know for me, my, I got divorced in 2007 and I think that was like right around age 39. And that's when my hormones started going crazy. And, and I, it wasn't until 2015 that I, I got blood work done and started seeing a functional medicine doctor. So for those, it was really like 2008 to 2015, seven years that I just dieted and, and just fought it and, and kept thinking this, like in my head, it was a fitness problem. It was my fault. It was, I kept thinking, I'm not working out hard enough. I'm not dieting hard enough. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? Instead of thinking maybe it's that time of life and I should see a doctor. Um, so I think, would you agree that, that a lot of women miss, I don't know. I don't know if this is the word miss self-diagnose and look at this strictly as a fitness problem, instead of recognizing that this is indeed hormones and they should be, you know, getting blood work done and seeing a functional medicine doctor. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, you know, we've been brainwashed to think, you know, calories in calories out, you know, eat less exercise more, you know, starve yourself more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and it's true. It's not the, it's not the right way. It's often that we need to do less and it's a mindset issue and it's a hormonal physiologic issue. But oftentimes what happens when we go into our gynecologist or our physician and they're like, well, you're having, you know, mood swings, irritability, anxiety, depression, difficulty sleeping, your period starting to, you know, maybe it's heavier than normal. So the treatments are often antidepressants or anti-anxiety yes. medicines like an SSRI you know, in a birth control pill um, to just suppress your ovarian hormone production and communication with the HPA axis altogether. And it can be, you know, a sleep med. So three common prescriptions for women in their thirties, forties, when in fact we have to shift the fuel for our body to go from glucose dominant to ketone dominant. It's a fuel problem. And when we fuel our body better, our hormones are better balanced. And okay. by design, there's this transformation. I don't think we talked about it in our last show, but the whole memory brain fog issue and why glucose does is not the primary, should not be the primary fuel for us and menopause, perimenopause and beyond. So can you just, do you mind, I was taking notes right, right when you were saying it's a fuel problem mm-hmm. and then you went into memory and brain fog. Can you just repeat that again for us in the back? Because <laughs> us in the back that we're taking notes. <laughs> I love it. I'm such a note taker too. So it's a, it's a fuel problem for sure. It's absolutely is. It's a fuel problem. And I think this is the this is the issue. It's a fuel problem instead of a hormone po- problem because our brain sucks up glucose, right? It uses glucose fast and furious as a primary fuel source, but the ab- ability to make glucose is hormone dependent. So gluconeogenesis in our brain is estrogen dependent, most likely progesterone dependent, because as we see the decline in progesterone. Mm-hmm. In our 30s and you know, 30s and 40s, we see a rapid decline. And that's when all these symptoms, these perimenopausal symptoms are coming up. These are neuroendocrine sy- symptoms. It's not just our hormones, it's not just irregular cycles. I mean, the uterus is an innocent bystander of hormone imbalance of this whole cascade of symptoms. 
So it's not just a uterine problem. That's why doing a hysterectomy or doing birth control pills doesn't address the underlying cause of the problem. It's a fuel problem. So as, as glucose utilization, the brain declines, we get the anxiety, the depression, the mood swings, the brain fog, the memory loss. I mean, I was experiencing mm. all those symptoms when I was 48 and I was like, wait, I had a, I had a great memory and, you know, add in some healthy stress to completely <laughs> punch holes in your memory with cortisol. That's true. And so, but it was very interesting, but the use of ketones in the brain is not hormone dependent. It's not hormone dependent. And this is that big aha moment when we shift from using glucose to ketones, all those neuroendocrine symptoms resolve in as quickly as two weeks. Wow. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, and that's where, and, and research was published in 2015, looking at this um, glucose utilization in the brain and these symptoms. And we see the exact inverse relationship as your brain's ability. Now that we finally started imaging women's brains, in the, in this recent decade, you know, as we see the utilization, the fuel source of glucose utilization, the brain drop, we see this great peak of these symptoms, all these neuroendocrine symptoms. So I call it a time period, 35 to 55, especially this neuroendocrine vulnerability. Now research has teased in the fact that, well, you have an estrogen window to start using estrogen, but it's more than that. We need to empower our body's own natural production of hormones, the greater we can conserve our ovarian health, improve our ovarian health. I mean, that's a marker of longevity. So the more reproductive cycles, et cetera, the healthier bones, the healthier brain. And, and that's, that's a critical, that's a, that's like missed. That needs to be a headline news. Don't you think mm. Kelly? Oh my God. Yes. This is, I mean, I, I'm taking so many notes. I can't even write fast enough. I mean, honest to God, it's like, I, me, when we, when we're finished with this podcast, I, before I even publish it, I'm, I think I'm just going to like play it again. And, uh, what's the word, um, captions. I want, I want all the captions and then I want to like, listen to it again and write down every single word and make this into like my own mini book, because I mean, I'm just learning it. This is the cool thing about being a podcast interviewer is you get to learn. And, and this yes. is one of the things that I've loved the most about having a podcast is I get to interview people that, you know, I want to learn from. And literally every show is just like this, where I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm learning so much more. Um, and, and everything you're saying is reinforcing what has, what has been completely true for me, because what you just said a second ago, as far as how I, how you feel when, when you're not in the right place versus like when I went keto. So let me be, let me, before I share how, how quickly I started to feel better once I went keto with the uh, nudging and then with the help of my functional medicine doctor, I'll give you guys listening for those of you listening who have no idea what I'm talking about. Here's, here's my short and sweet story of, of my keto experience. So really for probably the past 10 years, I've been on the weight loss struggle bus. Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening. This is the end of part one of this two-part interview with Dr. Anna Kabeca. Please make sure you tune in to part two.